we are um mm -hmm. i'm just gonna preface this by saying that i will be eating uh three week old ice cream that i've been keeping in my freezer from cold stone nice nice um and i don't give a fuck because i'm not waha so it'll still oh my sound god <laughs> also um i'm starting another podcast with hannah moskowitz hell yeah hell yeah yeah but um our network heads but they have not um, gotten back to me and Hannah yet about listening to our new podcast, which is a watch through of the L word. So um, hopefully they like let me know because I haven't posted it anywhere yet. Because um, I don't want to pay money for anything, so I don't want to start another SoundCloud account. Whatever. What's up, fuckers? It's close. I don't remember what it is anymore. Or not. I just quoted a. I just quoted a vine. Well, that's what it is now. Um. Uh. uh hi. Welcome to av the. Uh, welcome to avocado toast. <laughs> I'm Jesse Alperin. I'm Nicole Lotto. We didn't record last week because um, I went home and. Uh, my laptop there's broken, so welcome to welcome. Nicole forgot back. that laptops were portable. We're back. No, the thing is, is that I would have taken this laptop that I'm using right now. However, um, I really didn't want to break it because now I was down to one laptop, and I don't have a case for this laptop at all because it's so McFreakin' huge. Anyway, this is yeah, we're back. This is our what thirty third. Episode? 33rd. Wait, do you think this ice cream is going to make me sick? Have you taken a lactate? I took three. Then you should be fine. Listen, sometimes you got to play God. I mean, it didn't have a lid on it. Did you keep it in your freezer? Yeah. Does your freezer regularly get exposed to germs and stuff like that? No. Then you're good. Listen, <laughs> if it kills you, it kills you, man. Sometimes that's just how life is. It's just that the, like, the outer layer... By that, it, I mean the top layer really it has a texture of fluffernutter. But then immediately underneath that, it's fine. Scrape off the top layer and eat the bottom. <laughs> but it's kind of fun. Eat the bottom. <laughs> I mean, all right, listen, this is your life, Jesse. Play with it how you will. Okay, so first things first with the news. Um, Nicole probably kept up with the news better than I did. Yeah, I just didn't put it in, in the dock because I never do because I'm the worst. It's because you hate me. Yep, that's true. Um, so, um, Paul Manafort is under scrutiny for $40 million in suspicious transactions between 2014 and 2015. Holy shit. Who's yeah. Paul Manafort? I, mean, I don't know. He has something to do with Trump's administration. Okay. I knew the name. I just wasn't sure if his exact position. Me either. But they talk about him all the time on Pod Save America. 
Mm. Um, and he's apparently somehow connected to kleptocurrency, which I think is like the Russian version of cr- cryptocurrency or whatever the fuck they call it. Yeah. Bitcoin. Um, That's the only one that matters. Yeah, and I barely think that cryptocurrency matters. Yeah. The Supreme Court approved Pennsylvania redistricting. Thank God. One point in favor of the Supreme Court is that, but then that point gets immediately revoked because the Supreme Court um, very recently just decided that immigrants can be detained indefinitely. Yeah, that's dumb as shit. So, fuck you. I didn't actually look at the vote, but I can't imagine it. Actually, I'm not even going to say anything on it. I don't even, I don't know anything anymore. Well, I'm just going to tell you, RBG definitely did not vote for it because I know her. Yeah, she's my mom and I would die for her. Yeah. All good Jews give a shit about oppressed people. And if you're a Republican Jew, you're not a Jew anymore. I've said this many a time. (laughs) But it's a good thing that they're redistricting Pennsylvania because, like, the... There's so much fucking gerrymandering here. It's, like, really, really fucked up, and it needs to be changed. You gonna talk about that Kush? What <laughs> happened with weed? No, I'm talking about Jared Kushner. Oh, I don't have anything written down about him. I sent it to you. Oh, well, I don't just, like, remember one text. where it is. But um, one Nicole text. just watched me very slowly put the spoon of ice cream to my mouth and think about what I was gonna say next. Yeah, it was great. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, what I sent to Jesse was uh, Jared Kushner's security clearance was just downgraded. Mm. Now he no longer has access to, like, top, top um, national secrets. Yep, it's because you didn't send it to me with a link, so I didn't write it down just now. Yeah, no, I I just straight up sent it right to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Benjamin Netanyahu is an idiot. As usual. Um, And he was accused of corruption... And the police, which have typically been pretty much very pro-Netanyahu, um, and many others are pushing for indictments, mm. which is good, because um, mm. he's a piece of shit and shouldn't get to rule, like, the most important country to not fuck up in the entire world, you know? Because, like, we've already seen what happens when the U.S. gets fucked up. When Israel gets fucked Jews all around the world die. So let's not let that happen. Yeah. Also, something happened in the West Bank. So let me, give me one second, because I got to find that. When you say the West Bank, do you mean geographically the Western something? Or are you talking about like literal banks? What? The West Bank is um the West, the, it's not even a Western part of anything. It is the, the Eastern part of Israel. <laughs> Um, which is see that's why I didn't know because I don't yeah. know what the fuck that means. Yeah, so I don't know. In the Times of Israel, PA police rescue U.S. delegation egged by protesters in Ramallah, um, Ramallah, and I thought that this meant Pennsylvania, but I am completely mistaken. I think it's Palestinian. Mm. Um, I don't know I mean, anything, but, um, oh, Palestinian Authority. Yeah, but I was supposed to be going into um, the West Bank next week, but because of this, it's, like, no longer is safe for us to go, so we're just going to be hanging out. Um, not going to tell you where we're going to be, because then you might kill me, but um, 
Not in the West Bank, I can tell you that. Oregon has banned gun ownership for people with histories of um, domestic abuse or domestic violence. Um, So that's good. Um, And then I have two things about um, the students from Parkland. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, quickly going off of the gun thing, Dick Sporting Goods has decided... I didn't write that down either. (laughs) Uh, Dick Sporting Goods has decided to end sales of assault-style rifles in their stores. I did not even fucking know that Dick Sporting Goods, like sold them in stores me either and when i first read that i was shaken mm-hmm. do you know how many times i've frequented dick's dick's sporting goods over the course of my life yeah many many because i used to play softball and also soccer ew yeah um but yeah so it's good that they're no longer selling and it's it was in a direct uh it was, like, directly in relation to the Parkland shooting, and they don't yes. want that to happen again. Did you have anything before you before I got to those? Um, I'm pretty sure there was some dumbass Congress. Oh, wait, fuck, Nicole. What? We didn't even... Did we even pick what we were doing? I thought we were doing a profile. Yeah, I didn't do any research. Yeah, man, me either. <laughs> okay, good. Nice. We'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. We'll yeah. burn that bridge when we get to it. Um, I know that there was a dumbass lawmaker that, um, said some really stupid shit about, like, think about how many, and I'm not going to quote him directly, because I know that we had an episode where you mentioned that, like, non-Jewish people using the term Jews isn't really that great, and I feel uncomfortable saying it. Okay, okay. That's what he used in his, he is a non-Jewish person. Um, but he was like, think about how many Jewish people, like... Would have been um, safe if they had guns. Been, yeah, that That's one. That's so fucking dumb. I didn't even hear that. I was just guessing based off of what I thought you were saying. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it was. That's dumb. And then I remember also seeing, like... But, like, I, I remember seeing responses to it of, like... um, Like, France had many, many guns. And, like, the U.S. also had shitloads of guns and in fact we had you know a several years long world war where many many guns were used but shockingly jewish people still died so yeah men are don't so understand. dumb <laughs> i i mean like this has just been in the news since like forever um but students uh from parkland have been protesting um government inaction um, there was, like, a lot of really amazing speeches done recently, um, and stuff like that. Um, and Nicole just sent this to me. Uh, Parkland students just went to Blair High School in Montgomery County, which is where we're from, um, to have, like, a talk about, um, gun control, um, which is very cool. Um, and also, I wanted to note that even though, um... Every dumbass bitch is always like, oh, but, like, having a good guy with a gun is, like, so helpful. Um, actually, the armed guard that was literally at Parkland didn't fucking go inside the school when Mm -hmm. he knew that the shooting was happening. I think I read something like, he thought that the shooter was outside, but that's... There's no way. I mean, that's beside the point number one. Um, Yeah. The one that I, the article that I have is from um, BuzzFeed News. So, you know, like, 
that they're you know gonna be scathing because mm-hmm. they're real about a lot of things yep i remember seeing this a while ago and it is in response to people saying like good guy with a gun is you know gonna help against bad guy with a gun um i mean there were uh people might not know about this and even i don't have that much information on it but i know that there was a shooting at fort wayne which is like a military base Mm -hmm. um with armed guards um and someone was able to get in there uh and shoot like i don't remember how many i want to say something like 13 people um Mm -hmm. i don't know how many died necessarily but like 13 or i mean people hold on let me try and restructure this regardless of how many people were shot um you that entire it's a military base everyone is armed yeah and that just kind of very acutely disproves that theory that um a good guy with a gun is somehow going to be effective in stopping a bad guy with a gun before anyone is able or before anyone you know gets hurt yeah that was all the news that i had in case you stop listening here fuckers um (laughs) make sure to get your asses to Hillel J.U.C. on March 13th at 7.30 p.m. to talk with us about Israel and politics in Israel. Um, So that we're going to be doing live, and I will plug it again at the end, but I wanted to make sure all you fakerinos knew what was up. So... All right, so we're we're gonna tackle uh, toxic masculinity. Uh, thank you to everyone who voted in the um, profile, the profile poll. Yeah, none of you guys were helpful. Oh my uh, god! And so Nicole McFucklado was tied with Hillary Clinton and Kylie Jenner, um, and there was no conclusive decision made. So we're not fucking doing that. We're gonna be speaking on toxic masculinity. Um, always a relevant topic. Um, I recently actually went to a, um, seminar, kind of. It was a very small seminar, and it was, like, my school has this center for, I'm gonna try and remember the full name of it. It's, like, the Center for Men and Masculinities or something, Mm -hmm. um, which sounds kind of weird, but it's actually, um, very devoted to, like, studying, um, like, men and their the psychi- the psychology of men the psychology and, yeah uh and how like you know society like shapes who they think they need to be that kind of thing um and so there's a uh the 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 person who like founded that is also a professor at my school his name is Michael Kimmel um he's apparently like world renowned um for this uh, area of study um, and he's written, I mean, several books. He's hosted TED Talks before. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's done a lot of stuff. He's very knowledgeable in the field. I've actually, um, one of the classes that I took, um, here we used his textbook. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, except it's always kind of funny because we discuss him in other classes as well. He's, he's a sociologist, um, because he studies, like, the sociology of men and masculinities, but sociology always very, it goes closely hand-in-hand with, you know, like, women's gender and sexuality studies, because it's all related. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, it's funny being in other classes and, like, discussing some of the stuff that he says and hearing my teachers 
being like, mm, I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I agree exactly with what he's saying here. Um, but anyway, so he, he, but he does make a lot of good points generally. So, um, there was kind of a, a call for, uh, students or like, he sent out like an email to teachers saying like, hey, let me know, um, if you have like a couple students that you think would, um, would be like really good to have in this like very small seminar, um, and he, cause like he was getting interviewed or something like that by like a couple newspapers or like magazine, I don't remember, but it was like, um, Associated Press, uh, The Guardian, um, I forget the other ones. Nice. But there was people there, um, and so they were like documenting the seminar and he basically just gave like a small lecture on toxic well the the interesting thing is that he doesn't like the term toxic masculinity necessarily because we discussed how this concept is rooted primarily in homophobia um and so he thinks it's less of a matter of toxic masculinity versus like good masculinity and more of a matter of homophobia and non-homophobia mm. um cuz what he I are you sure though because men also hate women and like you don't want to I mean even if you're a girl them saying you throw like a girl is like supposed to be an insult mm-hmm. and like there's no way for that to be homophobic because it's not like feminizing you in a way that like does that make sense right I actually well I was gonna say that being compared to a girl does kind of link to homophobia or at least this is at least this no, is no the point. i mean like if they're saying that to a guy it's like linked to homophobia but the same thing is also you know like linked to like if you say that to a woman it that doesn't it's inherently demoralizing like on the basis of just her being a woman that there's not necessarily yeah i see what you're saying now yeah yeah so like i'm saying like how can that be based in homophobia if it's also just kind of like hating women just flat out mm-hmm. you know well i mean like i said some people aren't fully on board with what he's saying but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i definitely see what your point is i think in terms of because I don't know, is, is, obviously misogyny is a huge component of homophobia, homophobia, Mm -hmm. um, and also what we consider to be toxic masculinity. Yeah. But I think when, I think in the context of this seminar that he was giving, Mm -hmm. it was like male-male interaction, not necessarily male-women interaction. Shit I just don't care about. (laughs) Um, but yeah, he just, like, he, he gave this, um, lecture about, like, um, well, what he did was first he made a list of, like, good traits in a man, and then he asked us, like, what, what do you think are good traits, or what do you think are traits of a good man? A nice man, a man who's not an asshole. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, really scraping bar- bottom of the barrel there, but people were saying, like, he's strong, he Ooh, has a moral... No. 
Mm-mm, well, mm-mm. well, no, they meant like morally strong, Jesse. Like a like a good moral compass. Yeah, strong, um, like strong moral compass. Um, people were saying stuff like provides for his family, Ew, and I no. started, and that's when I started getting a little like. I mean, on the surface, yes, but how deep are you going to go down that particular rabbit hole? Are we talking yeah. like, I don't know, because we all know that those kinds of concepts are indeed rooted in um, misogyny, uh, yeah, and heteronormativity from the industrial era. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, stuff like that, and um, we said like intelligent and. Um, nice yeah just a whole bunch of like really basic stuff um and then we were like what are traits of a bad man um abusive yep angry yeah well actually here's what here's what he did yeah he asked what would like what would jesus do that's yeah oh my god it's like you were there (laughs) um he asked what what would society at large deem like bad traits or something like that um and this is when we started getting into like oh like you know he's weak and um i'm getting really my mind is not letting me actually like fully think about stuff that i'm saying before i say it whatever eventually we got i can't fucking remember like anything now here's the thing about that particular seminar too that was on the thursday after i returned from norway and i completely forgot about it because of the whole crazy plane issues and health issues that uh happened yeah and so i was so distracted by all of that i forgot to set a reminder in my phone that the um seminar that i was like i was recommended by a teacher and that teacher went through all the trouble of contacting um like the professor and other people that were in charge of like signing up there was maybe like six six or seven students yeah um, who were like in on it um and so it was like ten thirty six the morning of uh the seminar and i suddenly had this like weird inkling i was like hmm i feel like i'm forgetting something and then i was like wait when was that seminar again? And I checked my email, and it said that it started at 10.30, and I was like, ah! and so I fucking hopped out of bed, and I threw on whatever clothes I could find, and then I f- ran as fast as I could to wow. the seminar. Mind All you, with a kidney stone. Yeah, well, this is like two days after uh, after passing it, oh, and okay. like, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to um, chill out. And let your kid because I still had pain I in the kidney. I don't think so. I think they like want you to move because it helps your body get back to normal. Well, I know that I still had like residual inflammation in the kidney, um, which is common. Okay. And so I was like running, and then my back was hurting, and I was like, "This is just gonna be. I'm gonna fucking show up to this seminar sweaty and out of <laughs> breath, um, and it's gonna be the worst." And then. Um, after the seminar, because I brought up a couple points, he, um, the Professor Kimmel talked about, like, what do you think is going, like, like, what do you think is the effect on men who, um, are told that they have to subscribe to these really misogynistic, um, 
ideas of like what it is to be a man um when like they have to like navigate that but also constantly be making sure that like they're not coming off as too feminine or gay or um all this other stuff um and i made some points about like it's must be really anxiety inducing having to constantly like watch your every single move to make sure that no dude is you know thinking that you're a queer um and so after the seminar one of the reporters came up to me and they were like hey you made some good points can i get your contact info i want to follow up with you and i was like yeah sure that's great and i was excited but then they they asked to take my picture and i was like bitch i have no makeup on my hair is in a ponytail i still have i've got massive pit stains from running as fast as i could um so we were a mess and I was like, I swear to God, if this gets published in a national newspaper, I'm going to bust a nut. Yeah. And you can quote me on that at The Guardian. Um, yeah. What are your... Here, give me give me your thoughts. Tell me, tell me how you think toxic masculinity played into, plays into um, violent, the violence of men. Uh, just in general... Yeah, man. I mean, okay. What generally happens when people have to sort of hold in emotions, this is just um, Jesse boiling down all kinds of psychology into one sentence. Um, like, you like te- you can't really, like, rein in all of your emotion because it'll eventually, essentially, break you. Um, so, like, a lot of the time this will end up with um, people having like breakdowns or whatever whatever Um, and like we already know that men tend to um, commit suicide more violently and more effectively than women meaning like they're more likely to shoot or hang themselves um, than women women always do um, not always usually do um, swallowing pills So, like, we've seen that, like, when men have to hold in all of their emotions and can't, like, properly express themselves, they, like, take out their aggression on themselves via suicide or, um, you know, like, by hurting women, causing this level of harm to others, meaning, like, um, mass shootings, uh, is different. Um, that's got a lot of other shit in it, like, if we want to talk about that at a later date we can talk about um how that's like affected a lot by anti-semitism um well not by anti-semitism specifically but a lot of um, people that commit mass shootings are nazis but yeah no i entirely agree it's um wait no but i want to i want to like come to a conclusive answer and i don't remember what you asked oh well i asked about like how does toxic masculinity play into like the violence oh yeah like i said yeah i I think it just like leads to them being more violent towards women committing suicide and like also um i don't know like my ex-boyfriends punching a wall or jumping off of their fucking roof hmm men really are stupid yeah that's fucking dumb um i probably shouldn't be so negative on our um episode about toxic masculinity but I hate that shit. Like, I feel like I always get told by a cishet women, um, 
oh, like, you really shouldn't be so negative about men. Like, that's just gonna hurt their feelings, and um, they already feel so bad about themselves. Like, cry me a fucking river, Lori. (laughs) (laughs) Name drop. All right. Yeah, and to go a little bit deeper into it, the reason why um, you see so much more violence in men versus in women, because, like, I mean, women have expectations that they have to be held up to, and often... You know, they're just as contradictory as the expectations of men. Um, I mean, men are expected to, you know, be very, very strong, but also be very, very, like, soft and nurturing, like, to their family. You know, they are expected to, I don't, like, they're, they're expected to, you know, care about their physique um, and, you know, aim for a specific body type like really muscular and stuff like that but mm-hmm. if they care about their apparent appearance too much then they're gay um so like you know riddled with contradictions but women have um the same kind of expectations that are you know imposed on them but women are taught from a very young age that it's okay for them to express those emotions mm-hmm. um you can see the difference in how um young girls are treated versus young boys especially like when they get hurt when a girl gets hurt um you know she's able to cry she immediately gets coddled by her mother um and told like it's all right she's never wow women getting coddled by their mothers i've never heard of that (laughs) um whereas young boys um you know they're immediately told like don't cry don't be such a girl um walk it off that kind of thing. They don't get the same kind of um, nurturing treatment that girls tend to get. Um, and so it's through that that, you know, like what Jesse said there, they have to bottle up their emotions. Um, and years and years and years of pent-up emotions with no successful outlet um, to, to let them out um, is obviously going to lead to a lot of really awful internal problems um and more often than not their inability to cope with feeling really at all um is the reason why you know their anger which is a secondary emotion um Mm -hmm. manifests itself in such violent outbursts because the only way that they know how to um get rid of or take care of like internal issues and emotions is through external physical actions yeah yeah um a lot of uh well at least i this is sort of like anecdotal evidence but uh, um based off of my experience a lot of women when they get really frustrated and or angry um they end up crying not necessarily like in a controllable way like it just sort of happens um however but for men However, but let me be redundant Um, for men, since they're told, like, you can't cry, like you have to seem like stoic and strong. um, They instead of being able to let their emotions out in a, you know, less destructive, healthier way, they end up punching things or being violent. Mm -hmm. So and crying itself is like a chemical release of. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say a chemical release of emotions necessarily, but, like, when... So when you experience... I think it might lead to releasing endorphins, but definitely do not quote me and Nicole on that. So what happens is, um, 
when you experience a strong emotion, the chemical levels in your brain go way out of whack, whether it's extreme joy or extreme sadness or extreme whatever. Um, when your brain levels go all out of whack, your body starts freaking out and it's like, mm, we're not supposed to be at these levels. We got to fix that shit. So what happens is your body, um, one of the ways that uh, your body is able to like restore balance to those chemical levels is through crying. Um, I don't know the exact chemical components that are released that correspond to whatever emotion, but like, you know, if I'm feeling way too sad or something, um, my body will, you know, whatever, whatever heightened chemicals in my brain that's making me feel sad, um, my body will take a bunch of that chemical, put it into the tear ducts and get it out. And then Mm -hmm. that helps restore balance in the brain. So when we talk about pent up emotions, we're not just talking about like, "Mm, this guy can't talk about sad stuff. We're talking about like the chemical levels in this dude's brain is whack so yeah yeah like a lot of guys um who a lot of guys let me lump them all in hashtag not all men um (laughs) well okay so what i was going to mention was that um a lot of the time abusers um who are men will like if they not a lot of the okay i'm gonna stop contradicting myself um they sometimes say oh, I'm hurting you for your own good. I'm doing this because I love you. Um, And I'm just, okay. Mm, I hate everything that I'm saying. I feel like my brain is like when you're in traffic and like everything's like this. Yep. And I'm like trying to make sense of the shit that doesn't make any sense. Take the time that you need. Okay, but I, okay, let me see if I can talk this through to to the point where it makes sense. Yeah. So, because you said... The thing that's like got my brain juice going was mm-hmm. that you were like, um, this doesn't always happen. This um, isn't always because they like can't talk about sad stuff. It's because they like can't feel other emotions. So like, um, like when you have passionate love feelings and you're fucked up and not you know that healthy, that can lead to being violent. Um, I'm not saying that like. No, never mind. I hope that doesn't get misconstrued because I'm trying to say that abusers are fucked up because mm-hmm. um, obviously. Um, but also, you know, if you're feeling like intense grief, like you've seen this on TV, like these men will like run into something or hit something. Or um, I just watched an episode of the episode of Degrassi where Drake, you can mm-hmm. just say Drake. Well, I did. I did. I did just see the one where Drake got shot. But I just, I, well, it wasn't in the ass. It was in his back. It was pretty high up there. I don't know why people kept on saying that it was his ass. Um, uh, it was so long ago. I can't even actually remember. Uh, but it was by a white dude, though. Sorry. Keep it going. was by a white dude who had a history of domestic abuse. Degrassi was ahead of its time. Well, actually, I say that, but this shit's been going on for way too many years. No, you had a point, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was watching the episode where um, Craig reveals that he is um, by bi- well he d- he learns that he's bipolar um, and so he gets rejected. Well, no, so he's dating this girl Ashley and he. I remember that bitch. Yeah, she's okay. Um, he proposes to her and she's like, 
No, because they're 16. So, duh, of course not. Um, and Craig, like, loses his mind. Um, and this is probably a combination of growing up uh, with, like, masculine standards imposed upon him, as well as, you know, also being bipolar. He, um, like, completely trashes the hotel room that he goes back to to, like, get away from her and feel his emotions. Um, and a similar thing happens later on in the episode where um, his, like, legal guardian who has taken over his, like, guardianship uh, comes home and he uh, is, you know, putting him through the ringer because he's uh, done a lot of shit that he shouldn't have and he's in trouble, you know. Normal parent-child shit. Um, and Craig just, like, has this intense level of fear to the point where he just starts punching his dad. Um, and it's, I don't know, I was just bringing that up because, like, we see that in TV, and, like, that was two specific examples that I could really talk about on the mm -hmm. fly. Yeah. Um, but, like, in general, we see this all the time. Yeah, you it's know? reflective like, of a larger culture. Yeah, like, even if you've never seen it in person, you've probably seen it reenacted. Mm-hmm. Um, did my points make sense? I think they did. Yeah. Basically okay. just like, you know, take a look at how this, um, show represents not only bipolar disorder, um, but also, you know, the, how hard it is for people who don't know how to properly cope with their emotions. Um, it's, it's hard for them to like figure out a way to let it out that isn't, like, a very violent physical action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's really all I have. Um, <laughs> and so, okay, here, one more... Th we'll, we'll talk about this briefly, because, I mean, obviously, we're kind of dancing around the topic of, like, the Parkland shooter. Um, yeah. And I read... <laughs> I read a lot. Um, but one of the things I read on the whole situation was about how apparently... Um, I don't remember how recently before the shooting occurred, um, but the shooter, like, lost his mom or something. Oh, what? Uh, yeah. And apparently he was extremely fucked up over that. Um, this is, by yeah. the way, can I, I just want to say, this is not me trying to generate any kind of sympathy or empathy, empathy for him whatsoever. Just sort of, like, a logical understanding of what led to the actions. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, like, he already had a history of, like, domestic abuse, Mm -hmm. Actually, I don't know if it was domestic abuse necessarily, but it was definitely a history of behavioral issues, not only in high school, but, um, you know, in whatever homes he stayed in as well. Um, so, but the grief of losing a parent um, is always, you know, it's intense. Well, I say it's always. For many, many people, it's intense. Um, and when you're a man who is, you know, told from such a young age that you have to be strong and you can't cry because um, it's a sign of weakness, that kind of thing, um, not having, not, like, not feeling like you're able to cry about it, and I'm, I'm not saying that the shooter did or did not cry about it because I don't know that personally, but just as an example, like, having that level of grief and not letting your brain actually, like, physically try to lessen the burden of that grief by crying, um, it, I don't know, just, like, the pressure that it must put on your 
body, like actually physically putting on your body must be really intense and extremely unhealthy. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um I mean, if it helps, like I do have to go in like 10 or 15 minutes cuz I have to get ready for a rehearsal, so Yeah, I'm like trying to think of anything else we could say. I mean, what are things we can do in the future? Yeah. Mm, not believe in the gender binary. Mhm. Raising um boys and girls the same. Mhm. Oh, I'll say this too. Um because I'm thinking back to the seminar that we were in, we had a couple people in the seminar as well talking about um, their own children and how worried they are about they them. Children? Well, one of the one of my there's actually a woman who's a single mother, and she's actually one of my classmates in my sociology class. Okay. Um, she's a really cool woman. She actually brought her kids to class one time because there was like an issue with um, I think it was like it was snowing, and so their daycare center shut down. Shut down, but like our class didn't um cancel or anything mm-hmm. and so she brought them to class but they were they were very good um but also one of the reporters um spoke up and, and talked about how she's very very worried for her child because um she really wants to um teach him you know to be himself and to be kind and considerate and empathetic towards other people and um you know trying to teach him early on about um, not buying into, like, the really harmful, uh, the really harmful mindsets, uh, that, you know, toxic masculinity, um, promotes, um, but she also, she's also worried and sometimes finds herself, like, wanting to encourage him to try to stick a little bit more to the status quo, because if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, like, either the son wanted to paint his nails or i mean a ton of parents are letting their boys paint their nails now right and i actually have another story about that as well i can't remember i can't remember exactly what um the kid was doing exactly that was like already kind of moving a bit outside the um the norm or whatever Mm -hmm. um but the the mom was just talking about how like it was she she gets upset with herself because she finds herself sometimes wanting to try to tell her kid like maybe you should try to scoot a little bit closer like to the try not to stray as far from the path Mm -hmm. um she obviously she doesn't but she knows that if her kid does keep deviating off of the path on the path that he is going he's gonna face a lot of ridicule and bullying and possibly like you know in the future physical assaults and stuff like that um and the other woman, the woman who's my classmate, talked about how um, one of her kids actually did, he's in, like, kindergarten or something, actually did paint his nails and um, go to kindergarten. And when he came back, he, like, asked the mom, like, can you help me take my nail polish off? And the mom was like, well, why do you want to do that? Like, you liked it so much this morning. And he was like... Um, like, you know, the boys in my class were saying that, like, it's for girls and, um, like, I just, I don't want it on my nails anymore. And she was like, well, how about this? How about you keep it on for a little while longer? Um, like, let yourself um, kind of just, like, calm down and see if you still feel the way, feel the same way. It was either, like, in an hour or the next day. I can't remember the time, mm-hmm. the time thing exactly. But, um, I mean, unfortunately, even after that little time period was up that, you know, she told him, keep it on see if you still like it he still asked her 
um, to help take it off because he just couldn't he couldn't deal with uh, other kids making fun of him for just for painting his nails. And this was in like kindergarten. That's so dumb. And so what I'm trying to say here is is that, you know, toxic masculinity isn't exclusive to just adult men yeah. being violent towards adult women. Um, this shit yeah, that is... was just a lot of the examples that we had. Right, because those are the most poignant examples, but mm-hmm. it operates in extremely subtle ways from a very, very young age. Even um, in my own life, like, my nephews, one of them is five years old, I think, I hope. I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> five years old. Um but he's, he's young. He's not even in kindergarten yet. And um, there have been times where I've, like, joked about, like, wanting to put his hair in pigtails or painting his nails. Because um, so, I'm trying to teach him, like, none of these things are gendered. Like, it's all, all of it is, all of it is for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's already telling me. Like, no, that's for girls. And then I'll start questioning him, like, oh, why do you think that that's for girls? And he'll just be like, it just is. And it makes me really upset because I can't even begin to argue against that logic if he just comes back with, like, it just is. Because he's already accepting it as, like, the natural way when that is really, really incorrect. Um, Yeah. I mean, you could... This is generally what I have done with... um, children when they respond like that and like I don't know if this is helpful for any other listeners but um I have babysat since I was 13 and I was a nanny for like three or four years um and uh the one that the kids that I was a nanny for never did this to me but a lot of uh, other kids that I sat for would um say something to me that similar to like what Nicole's nephew uh Mm -hmm. yeah it's your nephew yeah yeah yeah, similar to what her nephew said, um, and I would say to them, well, I disagree with that, and then give an example of someone that I know who is perfectly fine and does whatever thing they think is not right, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. So. Um, but yeah, so it's just, but it is still, like, very frustrating and heartbreaking when um, you can already see these, like, really stupid ideas like already sinking in to such young young kids Mm -hmm. um and they're not they don't even realize it obviously want you guys to show up to our live show yeah um our network head Brittany is gonna be there i don't think daniel will be there but i don't really know where she lives but whatever Mm -hmm. um give him a give him the time and date and location one more time it is March 13th at 7.30 p.m. at the Pittsburgh Hillel JUC. That stands for Jewish, Jewish University Center. Woo! Um, yeah. We can uh, put up the actual address in the Facebook group. Yeah, and feel free to come if you're not Jewish. You just want to be there. Like, literally, it's only being held in the um, JUC because I knew I could reserve a space there really easily and on minimal notice. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, for example, will be there, and I am not Jewish. Yep. Plus, also, um, the reason that we're doing this live show, and um, hopefully then afterwards, a series of um, mini episodes mm-hmm. uh, about Israeli politics, um, is because I'm going on a free trip to Israel um, that is politically focused. Um, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that to you guys like a billion times at this point. 
don't um, know if you mentioned it was politically focused necessarily oh um yeah we're going to like learn about like politics but also about life in israel i mean it was marketed to me as a political thing mm-hmm. so that's what i'm excited to learn about because you know as a jew i'm personally responsible for the plight of all palestinians um <laughs> So, but talk about the paper that's gonna. Yeah, possibly... so the the Chronicle, the Jewish Chronicle, um, which is a huge Jewish newspaper in Pittsburgh. Um, it is like one of the oldest and greatest is going to be coming to our show and covering it. So come witness this historic moment in our podcast history. Yeah, you might. Even, I have no idea if this is true or not, but you might even get interviewed and then get in the paper, and then you can tell people that you were published. Yeah, well, I hope that they uh, interview me and Nicole because we're way cooler. Um, They're going to interview me and be like, so what do you think about the, and then insert like really complex topic about Israel here. And I'll be like, "Uh, uh, I don't know where Israel is. Bitch. (laughs) I'm sorry. If you put, if you gave me a map, I could tell you the general area. Do you know? um, It's on the water, right? Yeah. It's like, it, that little sea. So you know the sea that Italy dips into? Yep. The Adriatic. What's it called? Mm-mm. When I went to Croatia, we were told that we were on the Adriatic Sea. Oh, uh, well, I'm talking about the bottom. Well, the Mediterranean the is the full yep. one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's on, like, the, the east side of the Mediterranean. Yep. Oh, my God. Nicole got geography right for once in her whole entire life. <laughs> yeah, I guess, um... Guess what the weather's going to be like when I'm there? Snowing. Nope. It's going to be mid to high 70s. Oh, damn. I'm really excited. You should be. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a Target bathing suit that I never sent Nicole pictures of. Nice. Even though I was gonna. Um, Also, okay. Other, like, personal news, whatever, that probably I should have mentioned at the beginning. Um, I was published in 70 Faces magazine, which um, is sponsored by our Hillel. Um, If you guys want that, just like comment in the Facebook group and I'll post that. Um, Is that the one that you sent me for corrections? What? Is that the one that you sent me for corrections? Yep. Just look over. It was really good. And that's not just me. That's not just me saying it because I'm your friend. Um, But it was like legitimately good. I literally wrote it pretty late at night, and then I just kind of was like, Nicole, look at this. And then two days later, I sent it in to them. And then it was um, published. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of people have been like, it's so heartfelt. And at this point, like, I, I just write about those topics so often that I'm kind of like, I mean, it's it's the same thing I keep writing over and over again. Yeah. How heartfelt. LOL. Mm-hmm. Their topics uh- were about being <laughs> Jewish and queer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and by the time this goes up, um, I'll be dead. I'm no, just kidding. I won't. I'll stop. be here. Um, our my new podcast, Take the L, which is oh, an that's L a good one. I came up with it. I love myself. You should. <laughs> I do everything for that podcast. I just got my favorite author, Hannah Moskowitz, on board because I'm a con artist. Nice. I love um, being a liar and scammer. <laughs> um. The thing is, I didn't even have to lie to her. She just was like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, well, hopefully by the time this goes up, um, that should also be posted. So 
if you haven't already listened to that episode, it'll probably be linked in our Facebook group, which you should fucking join. Yep. It's called Avocado Toast Lovers. And our um, Facebook page is Avocado Toast Podcast. And our Twitter is at Avocado Toast PPN. And you should really and truly buy a pocket note. If you have a small organization that you want to advertise, fucking buy a pocket note. It is in the description of this thing. And also basically on all of our social media. That is the best way to give us your money. Um, We've got millions of followers. Just most of them are in secret. And also you can't prove that we don't. So if you want your shit blasted to millions of people, buy a pocket buy a pocket note. Small price to pay for a uh, uh, advertising opportunity to millions of people that you can't prove we don't have. Yeah. Um, That's me also kind of a little bit riffing or ripping off uh, uh, Danny Gonzalez. Shout out to him. Uh, truly Greg. I love him so much. Um, uh, and then the last thing is also um, you should subscribe to our podcast. Thanks. Also, all you fake Renos never told me whether or not you want... Um, our patreon back up which is different and we um will take patrons of like one dollar on there i have to update it so like we need your feedback to know what you want what can we give to you so tell me what you want what you really really want like you guys need to deserve to hear nicole not sound like a butt yeah Look, that's why I've been trying to steal your money for so very, long. Yeah, or at the very least, have me sound like a butt, but in high quality. Yeah. So that about does it. Um, and none of you have reviewed our podcast and told me. So currently, we've got no reviews that I know of. Yeah. You well, gotta- I will say this. Um, I think um one of my friends asked me how to review on oh, iTunes. And, okay, give me uh, one second. I'll actually look at it. Well, here, we'll, we'll get, I do have to leave. Um, oh, fuck. Oh, I'm typing it in really fast. Well, this piece of shit doesn't want to load. So just, if you do it, send me a screenshot. That's what I've asked for. Let us know if you want the Patreon back up. Share this episode with your friends because no one's really listening to us anymore, which is bad and hurts my feelings. It um, hurts my feelings less, but it still hurts. <laughs> It hurts all three of my feelings, says Carrie Fisher. Love her. Um, but yeah, That's that it. that does it for episode 33. I've been Nicole Lotto. I've been Jesse Alperin. And we're going to do a different outro at some point. Because Jesse's not too fond of the one that we have, and that's fine. Wow, thanks for putting me on blast. Sometimes that's just what it's like on this bitch of an earth. And I think that that's our new outro. <gasps> Bye. I like that. Oh, that's really good. Avocado Toast is part of the Pocket Podcast Network, delivering quality content right to your pocket.